Welcome to the Speak Your Mind podcast, a podcast where we talk about controversial topics that people may be too afraid to talk about themselves. If you want to get a hold of us, you can send us an email at speakyourmind@protonmail.com. That's S P K your mind at protonmail.com. I'd like to uh, start off by saying that again, we are equal opportunity alcohol drinkers. And tonight we are drinking what is this, Irish whiskey? This is Irish whiskey. Yep, Irish whiskey tonight. We are getting down with this. So if you want to join in, a little, mi- a little mind lube. That's right. Get the gears spinning there. Also works on the golf course, but I thought tonight we'd use it for mind lube. That's a good point, Dave. Yeah. So I'm Dave and Mike's Mike. <laughs> and we have about 30 years difference between us, and we do that on purpose because we want to kind of raise some awareness and different points of views from our age groups. And just a quick comment, uh, many of the views that we'll talk about today may not be 100% representative of of Mike and I's beliefs, but maybe of others. So I just want to throw that out there. And today's topic is about the cancel culture. And we're also going to do a short segment about Say It Ain't So Joe, and you'll see what we're talking about at the end when we talk about Say It Ain't So Joe. And uh, for Say It Ain't So Joe, it's going to be about immigration and, and high gas prices here. But let's talk about cancel culture first. So I guess the first question, do you think it's out of control? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Is the cancel culture erasing and diluting who and what we are as a country? And probably the biggest concern is the cancel culture centering our First Amendment right of freedom of speech. And what I worry about, the cumulative effect of what the cancel culture is doing is destroying our past, it's destroying our traditional values, and who we are as a nation. I mean, we're going to end up a nation without an identity. And I don't think that's good. I, I think, you know, our past is our past, and maybe there's things there that people won't like, but it's lessons learned. And if you start erasing it, you won't remember where we've been and, and how we got here as a country. It's a great point, right? You, and you, you need to know where you came from so that you don't make mistakes again. Yeah. Right. It's the whole point. That's the whole point. And, you know, everybody has their own opinions and that's fine. And they, they shouldn't be, you know, people don't agree with you. They shouldn't be erased or canceled. So let's start with tearing down our history. There's been a lot of tearing down statues, defacing statues, like, Confederate generals, Juniper Sarah, George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, many others. And, you know, that is, again, part of our history. And you may not like it, but it was a time that our country went through, and we shouldn't forget about it. There's also the renaming of schools. There's like 44 schools in the San Francisco Bay Area that the school board wants to rename. And what's funny, just last night on the news, Mike, now... The parents are getting in an uproar. It's telling the school boards to focus on what's important to their kids and not worry about renaming 44 schools. Yeah, God God forbid the schools teach the uh, the kids, you know, the three, what is it, three R's? Reading, writing, and arithmetic. Yeah, what happened to that, right? What the hell happened to that? <laughs> exactly. It's about the kids. It's not about political correctness. And the schools need to get out of that business. And we're going to have a little talk about education here in a minute. Uh, how about the other one, Mike? Uh, this is great. Right on March 2nd, Channel 7 News reported Dr. Zeus books like if Iran, the zoo, and scram- scrambled egg supper 
no longer being sold due to racist content. Do you believe that? I mean, give me a break. Yeah, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. Another very current, uh, still ongoing cancel uh, event that just happened was um, Gina Carano, who who had a she wasn't a star in The Mandalorian, I would say, but she was up there in terms of the cast and had a great part to play. A lot of people really liked her. She's a strong woman. You know, she's everything that uh, the powers that be claim that they're for. And they fired her for posting something on Instagram that they didn't agree with. And it wasn't even incorrect. It wasn't even factually incorrect. But it was it was against their uh, their beliefs. They fired her ass. <laughs> Unbelievable. And then, you know, then, then on March 8th, I think uh, Channel 4 reported that uh, there's a bill going through Congress to eliminate boy and girl toy sections. My goodness. Can you believe that? I mean, what happened to parents making a decision on what their kids can buy or read? I mean, my kids grew up reading Dr. Zeus. I know a lot of kids that grew I mean, I read Dr. Zeus. I mean, even, I, <laughs> even, even if they got rid of the boy-girl uh, dynamic, the types of toys that fit in those current categories are separated and organized pretty damn well. Bunch of ponies in the girl section. They're still going to be together if you don't call it a girl section, right? Are you, what are you really changing? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, is that something that's really good for kids? I mean, politicians are saying it is, and, and, the, and, and the pressure they're putting on corporations to do these things. I mean, to create a bill is, is to me, unbelievable. It just seems like it takes away from parents being parents. And at the end of the day... It's a massive, massive waste of time and energy. Exactly. Why can't they focus on the country and, and help turn things around that, that are needed here, right? I mean, there's so many other things that I think would take precedent over over a, a joint kids toy section. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a it's a real real issue, I would say, you know, and I don't know I don't know why politicians feel like they need to insert themselves in in uh, you know a family, or even if you don't have a family, maybe it's a single mom or single dad. A parent is there to guide children and to make decisions for children because they don't have the faculties to make those decisions. Yeah. Why does the government need to be involved in any of those decisions? Yeah. Yeah. And then I think you made a point the other day. We're talking, um, you know, about when in history has been burning books good, right? Yeah, that's a real good point. You know, when in history have the people burning books and shutting down free speech been the good guys? Yeah. The answer is never. Right. Next. Um, so, you know, why is this happening? You know, here's, here's some thoughts, right? Is it social media? Is it our education system? Is it the news stations? You know, when I kind of look at the education system, I, I think it's, when I grew up, we took history you know, back from the Civil War all the way through World War One, World War Two, all the way up through Vietnam War, and it was taught objectively. And now I just wonder if the liberal the education is way too liberal and just being too subjective in how they're presenting the history. And I, I feel like the Gen Zs and Xers and Millennials are being gaslighted a little bit by our education system. Um, I also think you know, and these are. Actually, good traits. A lot of Gen Zers and Xers and Millennials tend to believe racial equality and diversity is good, and it is good. And they also tend to believe that the planet 
is dying if we don't do something, and, and that's okay too. And I think a lot, most of us agree with that. Um, they also tend to believe that big government is good and here to solve problems, and that I think could be argued one way or the other. Probably it, not. Yeah, and it's, it is what it is. That's their opinion. That's fine. Um, you know, but many of the cancel culture people think that their beliefs are right, and if yours aren't in line with their beliefs, then somehow you're a bad person, right? Now, I would say, isn't that being prejudiced and not allowing equality of thought? And, and what's wrong, you know, with their approach of expressing their opinions? And they are opinions. At the end of the day, it's opinions and it's, it's uh, you know, are they just basically attempting to censor our right to speak? Opinions are great, Dave, but as we all know, opinions are like assholes. Everyone has one. That's for sure. It's just an opinion. Yep. And uh, it's just I think it's gone overboard and it's getting crazy and and I wonder if if it's due to partly a lot of the Gen Zers and Xers do they lack life experiences I mean all they know right now is and relied on the failed education system and social media I don't think they really have had lived through any you know serious life experiences to to really have a deeper thought process about it I think they just pile on and and follow the herd like a bunch of sheep jumping off a cliff. Well, uh, and, and yeah. you know, beyond that, they aren't a very big part of the uh, the tax base. Yeah, right, great, great point. I mean, they don't pay a hell of a lot, yeah. partially because they're too damn young, but they're not really paying the quote unquote fair share, and it's really easy to spend other people's money. Uh, I. Yeah, it, it's funny, right? It, it, the stuff that they like to have done costs lots of money. And there's other things that this country needs that cost money, too. And I think by pushing their political agenda um, is just not the best uh, way forward from an equality standpoint of what's really required to, to get this country back in shape. And it's it's sad that it's easy, like you said, Mike, to spend someone else's money um when it's not their, they don't have any skin in the game really, other than they're they're texting and they're tweeting. It's experience, right? Yeah. And yeah. and uh, you know most of them never been anywhere outside of America. They talk, you know, a lot of crap about how how uh, racist America is, or or you know, name it any one of the the catchphrases. And I don't think they've ever really been anywhere else. And if they have been somewhere else, it's probably at like sandals. Or, uh, or, you know, they <laughs> the went resort. down, right? Yeah. They went to some resort, the Sheridan in, in Cabo. Right. Yeah, they don't they don't have any time under their belts living, truly living anywhere else, right? Yeah, and it would be interesting yeah, if they did live outside the country for a year and, and experienced, you know, uh, Asia or Middle East, right? And come South to, Africa. South Africa. I mean, and, then, and then, then come back here and talk about, you know, what what we're doing here and what we're trying what we've accomplished as a country in America. Right. And 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 I I don't want to make it sound like I've done that either, right? I've never lived in a part I've haven't been to South Africa and lived in an apartheid state. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have. Yep. But one of the main differences between uh, you know, people who are realistic and people who want to spend everyone else's money is emotional maturity. You know, exactly. They just don't have it. Yeah. Well, they just have way too much time on their hands. And just like I said, as they follow the herd, like they don't want to be left out. They want to be recognized. And it's, you know. They want to be part of something. They want to be part of something. and Give that, meaning to your life. Exactly. So It's hard to find meaning when you have no purpose. Exactly. 
rather than piling on, right? So, you know, the cancel culture is big on racial inequality, right? And and I think when I watch the mainstream news stations, I, I feel like they're feeling this. Um, they're continually reporting every night. You can't go by one night without a news station reporting every incident of racial bias or inequality. I mean, they make it sound like a systemic. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't know if that's really the case. Maybe it is in some of the inner cities and some of our larger, I would say, more coastal cities. Um, but I don't think it's systemic. I, I, I was a 100,000-mile flyer for like five years in a row. I went to a lot of cities and, and a lot of parts of the country in nice areas and in some poor areas. And I know I didn't see it as systemic. And I just, I don't know, maybe, maybe again, in pockets there is, but I still question the systemic component of, of what the media tries to represent and what the cancel culture is, is yeah. representing. I think the question everybody should really ask themselves, not just in this, this instance, but probably most areas of their lives is, is this gaslighting from the mainstream media, Right. Are they trying to make everything appear worse than it really is? And that's something we should all ask ourselves about many situations, right? We lie to ourselves every day subconsciously. We always make things worse than they really are in our head. And when you have the media making things worse right in front of you, you have yourself you're working against and the media, this massive, massive machine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And how about just, how about, you know, how about just looking at the facts? Yeah, well, yeah, that's another thing, right? Instead of looking at objective evidence, for instance, crime statistics from the FBI, um, you know, they play on emotions. And this goes back to the emotional maturity, right? Right. When people can't move past their emotions, which are important, but they're important as, as uh, you know, incoming information, um, you know, they, they're signals for you, right? Yeah. But most of the time they're wrong. And... Uh, you don't really get to know that they're wrong unless you can work through your emotions and move past them. So if we can't start looking at data, for instance, the crime statistics, right. um, we can't objectively fix any problems. Yeah. And, and it's sad because I think um, the, the, the law enforcement have the data and it'd be nice to see the media actually report on the data because to your point, you can't fix something until you recognize it. And I think, you know, there's there's a lot of, um, on the news media, you see a lot of people of color, right? Getting, getting they call it targeting. Now, is it targeting or are they creating more of the crime? And that just happened to, right, get into harm's, in the, not harm's way, but into laws, law enforcement's, you know, law enforcement's not targeting them. They're just doing their jobs. Well, and, and even beyond the real statistics there, going back to gaslighting, um, Four days ago, maybe five days ago, two Capitol Police officers were ran down with a car, and then a man jumped out and tried to attack them with a knife. One of them is dead, by the way. And they made it a big deal, and as soon as it was discovered that this was a black guy who was a member of the Nation of Islam, it was put to rest. It's dead. You can't read anything about it. Interesting. There is nothing on the news. And that's four days ago. It just, like, this man just died. Right. He just lost his life. Right. Well, and three, you can't even hear about it. Three, three, four weeks ago, there was a shooting of a black man in my town. And 
police got a call. This individual was throwing rocks over an overpass onto a freeway on rushing cars. So police responded to it. And when he got there, he called for backup. And when he confronted the individual, he pulled a knife on the police officer. He was warned multiple times. He kept approaching the police officer. And at that point, the police shot him. And I'll bet you that becomes a big event. And we're a small little town here. It'll become an event. There'll be lawsuits. There'll be another Black Lives Matter, you know, I'm sure probably protest. And there'll probably be, uh, you know, things shown on the media that'll probably paint this picture who knows what way. I can't wait to see how the media paints this thing. But, you know, maybe if, if people would just listen to the law enforcement instead of approaching with a knife, how about just putting a knife down? and laying down on the ground like you're supposed to, like most people would, you know, he went to died. And how come the media can't maybe spend some time educating those out there, saying, hey, you know, when you're coming for law enforcement, maybe it's a good idea to listen to them. And they won't have so many damn deaths that we're seeing out here, from George Floyd to that Atlanta thing. I mean, all sorts of different, um, you know, uh, of times where I think if people would have just abide by the law enforcement, they wouldn't be ending up dead. It would be a lot more useful if these large institutions uh, would spend more time basically you know, focusing on the right thing to do. For instance, you don't pull a knife on a cop who has a right to go home to their family just like you have a right to live. Exactly. When you pull a knife, logic dictates you're going to get shot. That's something you should not do, right? And then, and then the other thing is, why don't we focus on good behavior in the first place? Exactly. You know, why the, the hell are you going to throw a bunch of rocks over, over an, an right. overpass right. with moving vehicles? I mean, right. what the hell are you... I don't know, Dave. I don't <laughs> that's, fucking know. It's amazing. So that's, that's, I'm really curious to see how this one unfolds. And uh, yeah, that come the media can't spend more time on... on what good things you sh- what things you should be doing to maybe not get yourself in harm's way like that, and maybe painting more more positive actions right that people can take. Like, how about family values and teaching people when their kids as they're growing up? Hey, might be a good idea to listen to the law enforcement, right? I mean, it's just simple things. That's how I grew up. I was I was raised. I mean, you respected the law. You may not agree with it, but that's when you're on the street. That's not the point to agree or disagree. <laughs> that's the point just to. Do the right thing, get through the system, and then you can go. You can go argue that in court if you think it was if if your 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 right was misrepresented. Yeah, it's all. It's I think it's uh, much more beneficial to the media to mislead. Oh, I, I, it's just it's misleading, and that just kind of takes us into this. Uh, you know, the sham, the sham news, right? Um, how about this recent discussion about Georgia and the voting laws? My God, you know, here's a law that all they're doing is saying, if people take the time to read it and look at it, is you have to have a driver's license or a social security card or a voter ID to vote, right? They're not taking anybody's vote. I mean, that's how it's supposed to set up in the first place. You're supposed to be a registered voter and a way to identify if, in fact, the person voting is that individual. Yeah, that's pretty basic, right? That's that's the whole idea of being a citizen is having the right to vote so that your voice is heard in some form or fashion, whatever the, the 
governmental system is. Um, but that's the whole freaking point. And, you know, it's there's a whole other side to this, though, Dave. When you have a sitting president uh, imploring large companies to get involved with politics, I think that's absolutely wrong to begin with. But at the end of the day, it really is a sham, and they're really pulling one over on a bunch of people because there's a lot of people that probably agree with this bullshit that Delta and the MLB and everyone else is coming out with. They're moving the game from a mainly black-owned, like business-owned area where they could definitely use money. They could literally use this as a catalyst to get more money into the areas that they keep fighting for. They're moving it from there to Denver that is vastly a majority white. Mm -hmm. And they have even stricter fucking voting laws. Yeah, there's a they number of states that have, have number that. stricter voting laws. I mean, how much time do you need to fill out a ballot? Why do you need it six months in advance? I mean, somebody, you don't, Dave. Well, and, and what's funny, the media, you know, the NBCs, the ABCs, the CBSs, the CNNs, they, you know, they all, and the first thing they focused on was, oh, you can't have, hand out food and water in line. That was so misrepresentative of the truth. It Poll workers, people authorized to work the polls, could absolutely hand that stuff out. They don't want other entities or groups going in there and doing that to help buy a vote. Not in Colorado. Stricter uh, laws, Dave. Yeah. It's all bullshit. It's yeah. all bullshit. Just, just incredible. And then, you know, Biden talking about Jim Crow. Oh, my God. Yeah, that son of a bitch was there. <laughs> Joe knows all about Jim Crow. He was for Jim Crow. Joe is Jim Crow. His whole life has been Jim Crow. Yeah, it's it's in, in these corporations, you, you start talking about Delta Airlines and Coke and Major League Baseball. Uh, you know, why are they getting involved in politics? You know, they're so worried about the cancel culture. And I think that's wrong. What they ought to do is run their business. They report to the shareholders. Guess what? Every employee that works for that company has an opinion and a right to vote. They don't need to become a mass herd, and try to guide corporate policy. The corporate policy should be, listen, you can do whatever you think is right for what your opinion is and how you want to vote, but leave it, don't bring it into the workplace. I think that's absolutely BS. You know what it is? You know what it is, Dave? They're the ununion union. They're there to gather votes. They get their, their employees all spun up, like the Gina Carano case, right? There's... There's a huge sect of Lucasfilms yep. slash Disney yep. that is fully in China's pocket yeah. that will do anything to silence other people. Yeah. And they are literally ununionized unions. Yeah. So here, here's, again, another example of politicians in the media misreporting, you know, the story, not representing the truth or the facts, and, you know, calling it, you know, you pull on the R card again. And it's unbelievable. That's racist, Dave. Exactly. It's like everything they stand for is just it's it's right back right back in their face. And I, what I don't get is why the American public falls for this stuff. You would think that they would, especially this whole Georgia thing that we just talked about. They're literally taking money, somewhere around a hundred million dollars away from black-owned businesses, and giving it to a bunch of white-owned businesses halfway across the country. Yeah. And, I, and frankly, I, at this point, I don't even care, right? Small business. I love small business, whether it's owned by, I don't fucking care who owns it. 
small business is great. Right. But if you're going to be the champion for the little guy, supposedly, um, and then you strip it away from them for no fucking reason, right. you are what's wrong with the world. Yeah, and I would say this, too, for those out there that may agree to some of the points we talked about tonight, don't buy Coca-Cola, don't fly Delta Airlines, and you know, don't watch baseball anymore. Let's see how they respond to the wake-up culture, right? And people that actually believe there's there's still probably fifty or sixty percent of the company that believes about our traditions and cultures and and would say you know what that's just wrong you shouldn't be messing and talking about politics let's leave that aside that's not your business and that's the whole point of this podcast by the way right. there's probably a large number of people who work at these companies like Lucasfilm Delta United by the way yeah um, that are too afraid to speak up. Yep. They don't want to say anything because they know they're going to get their asses fired yep. and then they're not going to work again. Yep. Yep. So what, what can we do about this? What should we be doing to help correct or remedy some of these cancel culture activities? I mean, you know, I would say how about start with their education system and, and teaching history in an objective fashion. And I would even say how about, you know, we've got a lot of immigrants coming into the country. How about having them learn some of our histories just so they know where we came from as a country before they become citizens. Right. Yeah. That'd be nice. Um, you know, a lot of people like to say that the country is a melting pot and there is no culture. There's no American, this or that really, um, there's a very strong American culture and it was not rooted in racism and it was not rooted in, in segregation, unless you're a Democrat, I guess, uh, you know, maybe shame on me for that, but we can talk to Joe about that. Um, it would be good for for people to understand the underpinnings of the country, right? The individual, the power of the individual, the sovereignty of the individual, liberty. These are serious, serious things that haven't been tried elsewhere, right? They've been they've been sort of uh, talked about, walked around, looked at, but never really, you know, implemented. Until now. And, you know, there's a reason people come here. There's a reason people come here. And, you know, another thing they could maybe do is, I'm not sure I agree with it right now, but compulsive military, you know, service. Yeah, right. Turn 18, you go in. The only problem is, though, is it looks like they're turning the military into a big political machine. That's now becoming politically right. You know what I'm saying? I don't like, I think it's great for people to go serve. Maybe maybe you don't have to be in combat roles or anything, but you know it's a big machine, and a lot of people need to uh, need to be working to make it move and mm-hmm. and make it function correctly. But if it's just going to be an indoctrination camp, right? And they're going to teach you how to kill people officially, you know, right? That, and by the way, that's what the military is for, right? Let's not let's not gaslight ourselves. Right. The military is there to teach people yeah. how to kill efficiently. Right. But there are examples of countries like Switzerland and South Korea that every person when they turn 18 spends a couple of years in the military just to understand, you know, what the military's purpose is. And if there's ever, God forbid, an event or a world war, people will know how to help defend our country. And, but you're right. I think as of late, it seems like it's becoming very political. I think you were talking the other day, Mike, from that January 6th insurrection that, you know, they're making – People read, but uh, making them watch the video and redo. Oh yeah, <laughs> I heard. I heard there. Uh, you know, some some uh, service members had to watch a two hour long video and uh, you know reconfirm their oaths. Right. Basically, retake their oaths. Right. 
And, uh, you know, we all heard, I mean, if you've been plugged in, we've all heard that they were uh, doing some vetting right after that happened. Supposedly, they're vetting our service members to right. see, you know, which way they leaned, which exactly. is, by the way, fucking dictators do that, Dave. Right. right. Fucking dictators do that. Yep. Yep. I don't know. I, you know, I love the military. I'm not, I don't want to talk shit about the military forever. You know, one one thing maybe moving away from that 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 people should really think about is instead of putting their time and energy into canceling people they don't agree with, um, why don't you put your money where your mouth is, right? Like, why don't you come up with solutions? For instance, there are multiple people creating new outlets for entertainment these days, mm-hmm. right? Certain artists get canceled because they lean a certain way and the labels drop them or they do whatever the fuck they do. And guess what? They're producing their own shit. And by the way, there's a lot of them that have, you know, number one hits and they're on the top of the charts. Right. You know, that's, that's a productive, proactive uh, means of saying, I don't agree with you. Right. But I'm going to keep doing this. Sure. And we can live together. Well, how about how about just uh, canceling lifetime politicians? I mean, what's wrong with going to a two term two term limit? I mean, let's you know things aren't getting done in Washington, right? Look right now, it's totally gridlocked. Um, you know, how about limiting the number of lawyers that are that are in our our public offices, right? If you look at Washington D.C., the majority of them are lawyers. How in the heck, you know, do you get anything done when you got a bunch of lawyers that that can contest and disagree and and you know just just talk until they're till they turn blue and not get anything accomplished. I mean, and, and another thing to think about here, talking about lawyers, a lot of these assholes that are lawyers in, in public service, quote unquote, have been disbarred because they're unethical. They can't even practice law legally because they're unethical. Yeah. It just seems like, you know, what's the matter with electing different Forms of people, you know, business leaders, educators, historians, military leaders, you know, have a diverse group to really understand where we have been and help lead us forward with their their experience in education. Yeah, that would be nice. It'd be great to have uh, different ways of thinking. And and here's another thought to help foster equality for blacks. Um, And I, I did this one intentionally again, because it's a big part of the cancel culture. Um, I think it's fine for equality for all people, especially those of color and, and impoverished. But how about these people putting, again, some action, positive action, toward correcting the problem? How about getting the cancel culture, some of these Hollywood elites, successful black leaders, to create like a nonprofit, one child at a time, right, foundation, where the money that's raised is for educational purposes for, for black children, Right. And even take it further where they virtually adopt a black child. It can be a role model because I think a lot of the issues and challenges we see, they don't have family, traditional family values. So help being a role model for them. Reach out weekly, 10 or 15 minutes a week to talk to them. How much time does that take, right? Help, help really build a reliable foundation of values for these, for these children. Um, you know, it could be something as little as 50 cents a month, right? We have it for freaking pets. I mean, you look on these commercials you can adopt a pet right for 50 cents a month why can't you do the same thing and help use that money to educate black children it's a good idea i mean <laughs> or any any child right i mean it doesn't actually take that much yeah 
It'd be nice. Yeah. I, I think uh, the only real solution is a good education at an objective institution. You know, it'll go a long way um, in canceling inequality. Uh, agreed. Uh, agreed. I think we're... Uh, so I think... You know, here's the favorite, my favorite part of this segment. We just added this on. I think it's going to be a fun part of the the show. It's the Saint Ain't So Joe segment. Good old Jim Crow Joe. Jim Crow Joe. <laughs> so here, what Saint Ain't So Joe is about is some of the things he said before he got elected and now that he's in office that, well, we'll see how they play out. So here's an example, right? So he said before when he was running for president, he's going to reach across the aisle. Right, he wanted to create unity. Well, so far it's been 100% left, right? And he, how about that first bill he put through, right? Say it ain't so, Joe. <laughs> there you go. You know, you know, he said we are a nation that is open to immigration. Well, hell, the message is out for sure. Over 16,000 unattended minors since he came into office. Say it ain't so, Joe. Oh, I can't God. believe that number. Can you believe how, like, that's so many people. It's incredible. On March 26th, the state representative, a Democrat, Henry Cooler, indicated that 2,000 immigrants were released without a notice to appear. What the fuck, <laughs> Joe? I think so we'll that, just say what that's the maybe, fuck, that's, Joe. Maybe it should be a WTF, Joe. Exactly. I can't believe that. And and by the way, I bet none of them were checked for COVID. Well, that there, we that's not even talking about that, right? I mean, there's been more crossings in the last I think, 16 to 20 years. And there's never been, right? And sure, you know, maybe you can reverse the Trump policies because you didn't like them. But that's sure, you know, if you look back before Biden got into office, things were pretty under control. So it's just uh, remarkable. And I worry about the Dems stacking the debt and the real purpose of letting these people in. They'll get more votes because they'll mail out a bunch of votes to a bunch of illegal immigrants, right? And there's no way to authenticate, you know, you know, whether they have a driver's license or a voter ID card or a social security number. And guess what? You know, using voter, uh, you know, signatures to validate a vote is a bunch of crap. My signatures changed a hundred times. <laughs> so, yeah. so they're just, I think they're trying to basically buy, buy more votes by bringing in more immigrants personally. I'd like to point out just a total piece of hypocrisy that just came out. I just heard uh, that, Joey is thinking about starting to plug some of the holes in the wall, i.e. Oh, building right. yeah. the wall. That's right. That was on today. Yeah. Good old Joe. Joe. He's maybe he's, maybe Joe. he's waking up a little bit. But, you know, that this is exactly say it ain't so, Joe. You're doing a great job with the stats there. And another one is how about, you know, our gas prices. In the last 90 days, they've gone up like 15 20%. And the news media says, oh, because more people are driving. Well, let's think about that for a moment. Not maybe a year or two ago before COVID, our gas prices were what two fifty three bucks. We're in California, so we're around two eighty three bucks three twenty a gallon right now. It's over four dollars a gallon. I think it's more about his regulatory uh, policies and postures. Right, he recently uh, put a moratorium on drilling on federal lands, and then he shut down the Keystone Pipeline. Right to get yeah, what the fuck? Good, you know, accrued from our partner in Canada. Um, you know, so now we're going, by the way, yeah. by the way, mm-hmm. trucking fuel right. is much worse for the environment exactly. than pumping it through a damn for sure. pipe for sure that by the way is buried Unbelievable. and the land can be used for things. Yeah. 
That's bullshit. Say it ain't fucking Joe. Say so it ain't Joe. so effing Joe. What the, what the, what WTF Joe? I can't. So, you know, here we're going back now. Probably we're going to end up now having to import Middle Eastern oil. And guess what that money's used for? Help fund terrorists, for Christ's sake. We're going right back to the way things were 10, 15 years ago. I mean, that, we, just, we just got out of these wars. <laughs> oh, man. We could do a whole episode on that. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So so thank you, Joe, for the over four dollar gas prices that we have out here in California. And um, I think that's all we have for today. But uh, thanks for listening. And Mike, how do they get hold of us? Yeah, if you want to get a hold of us, give us some uh, some thoughts and opinions or assholes. Uh, you can email us at speakyourmind at protonmail dot com. That's s p k your mind at protonmail dot com. Thanks, everybody.